Hey y'all, I'm glad that you're back. Um, this is titled Victims and Vices. Um, I wanted to deal with this situation. It kind of was brought to me, I want to say a little bit last week. Um, and I just kind of sat with it and I'm like, God, what you talking about? You know, and so he brought to mind the story of um, Aiken and most people, you know, Aiken, he had some in his tent. It wasn't supposed to be in there. And he was stealing and stuff. And Joshua told him not to go do it. But he did it anyway. And it caused um, God to be upset with everybody. All right. So, you know, that's part of it. Um, but what I want to talk about today, victims and vices. Um, have you ever met a person... <laughs> that every time something go on they're the victim you know they never do anything wrong um they never bring it upon themselves uh they never nothing that they do you know it is grounds for what they experience and so i want to talk and kind of get personal with you um and just kind of share in this because we've all been victims to our vices um, and sometimes we don't want to admit it, but sometimes what we do and how we do something, um, you know, gives us the effects that we have in our lives. And so I'm not here to like jump on nobody, whatever, but we're going to talk about ourselves and laugh at ourselves and change what we need to change as well. Um, so of course my scripture text is actually coming from Joshua six and seven, so if you have time to read Joshua 6 and 7, please do that. Um, but my main verse is Joshua 7 and uh, 20. And uh, so here we go. And it's dealing with Achan's sin, basically. And it says, Achan replied, it is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. When I saw in the plunder a beautiful robe from Babylonia... 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels i coveted them and took them they are hidden in the ground inside my tent with the silver underneath and so from that joshua sent messengers to go and check the tent and everything and so it was true so i'm thinking to myself you know why was it so appetizing or appealing to Aiken to steal these things? Um, you know, what was so, I don't know, drawing? Because now, mind you, they've had many battles, many battles where they have, you know, taken over the land or, you know what I'm saying? Like, what was so pressing that he had to take something from the Babylonians, you know? Um, and so we're going to just kind of sit that there and, and let you think on that. I'm going to think on it too. But what was so pressing that it was okay for him to take something, especially when Joshua said, don't take anything. If somebody tell you don't take something, you take it anyway. You know, you have those people that if you tell them not to do something, that's the first thing they're going to do. And I don't know why. Maybe I can explain that to me. Um, because a lot of times when you tell somebody not to do something, it's because they don't see the end result. They don't see what can happen. They just go on where well, I'm grown. I'm going to do what I want to do. Or I'm going to just do this because you telling me not to do it makes me interested and curious to do it. You know, so if that's you, I ain't judging you, but I just be wondering about y'all. 
Okay. But, <laughs> but real talk, victims and vices. So I'm going to deal with um, sometimes the things that we keep hidden or things that we, you know, bury and we keep for ourselves or whatever. A lot of times it causes, you know, havoc in other areas of our lives. It causes havoc in the way that it affects other people. So say, for instance, just for instance, you know, you have um, a slight addiction to drinking or um, a slight addiction to um, pornography or you have an issue with telling the truth. All you do is lie. Um, And I'm going through all the sins, so I don't want y'all to think I'm just harping on one person or, you know, you actually are in an alternative lifestyle, whatever that may be. Um, or you are stealing money from your family. Um, you are a crook or or whatever. I'm just, I'm being real. I'm being honest and open with you. Um, what if, you know, you like to con people, you know, what if, you know, you know, you have some narcissistic tendencies where you like to, you know, emotionally or mentally, you know, hurt people, or you like to gaslight your significant other, whatever your vice is, okay, um, whether you like to cheat, okay, whether you like to, you know, um, cuss people out, fight people, I'm just going through a series of things, because there are certain things that cross our mind and cross our heart to do, and sometimes we don't do it, and sometimes we keep it hidden, but we don't actually deal with it, we keep it covered up, we keep it, you know, um, just, basically you know out of sight out of mind for other people but inwardly we're struggling with those things and so i'm just asking you know what is your advice i'm not here to you know um mess with you or to make you feel like man i'm the chief of sinners no we all have a vice we all have something that we would rather not publicize you know and so whatever that is we don't want to become victims of it. We don't want what we have struggled with to have power over us. And a lot of times, you know, you can tell when you, I guess, as a leader, you can tell sometimes what people struggle with because God gives you um, a spiritual eye. Um, and then also because you are a leader, that means you've come through your own struggles as well. So, you know, the tendencies and you know, the signs um, if somebody's dealing with, you know, a drug addiction or, um, if somebody's dealing with, um, you know, putting down the, the, uh, putting down the, uh, alcohol or whatever it may be, you know, so you know the signs, you see that the person is struggling and that's why it's for you to have eyes and also have ears, but more importantly, have a heart to restore anybody that's struggling with whatever they're struggling with because, like I said, everybody has a vice. Everybody has something, a sin that they need to deal with. Um, and, and every day be proactive about dealing with because sometimes it just don't go away. Just like with Paul, he said, I had a thorn in my side. If I was perfect, I'm the person talking to you. If I was perfect, what would I need faith for? What would I have to pray for? Why would I have to submit my flesh if I was perfect? You know, why would I have to repent and ask God to forgive me daily 
if I was perfect. Leadership is not equal to perfection. Leadership is I have found a way. I see the way. I'm walking in the way. Yes, I fail sometimes, but I'm not getting off course or off track. That's true leadership. I can't lead you somewhere and I'm still struggling in that area. Um, And I'll tell somebody in a minute, like, don't try to take me to no fight or nothing like that. You know, I might, I could be a peacemaker, but at one point in my time, at one point in time in my life, I would tell people like, don't take me to no fight. Mm -mm. Don't put me in the middle of nothing because I wasn't strong in that area yet. I said, now you could probably take me to a fight depending on what it is. Y'all laughing. Depending on what it is, I'll sit there and be your peacemaker now. But, um, you know, there's just certain things I don't put myself in, in, in the way of. And, and as a leader, you have to make sure you don't put yourself in the way of things that you know can overtake you because that's your private vice, okay? Um, so, again, we all have our vices, but we don't want to fall prey to and become a victim of our vices. We don't want to act like we ain't got no issue with something. You know you got an issue with it, and you just open up yourself to it because you're trying to be seen and trying to look stronger and, and strong in the Lord and mighty, and you know you're still dealing with it. You know, if I know that I'm still dealing with, um, just for example, okay, I'm not a cheater, but if I know that I'm dealing um, with cheating, I'm not going to bring myself around a bunch of men, okay? I'm not going to sit there and have 17 conversations with every guy that I speak to and, you know, get in their business and be all in their face and switching my hips. And, and I'm not going to put myself in that because most of the time you already know what a person is about and what they're coming with and what their reason is. But we act like we kind of, I ain't going to say slow, but we try to act brand new, you know, like we don't know. And sometimes we don't know. I, I, I understand. Sometimes you just don't know because. I know me, I'm a pure hearted person, so I don't really expect a lot of things that kind of come to me, but through time, I've learned how to deal with it, you know, because I'm thinking the world's, you know, filled with ice cream and sprinkles (laughs) Um, because I love life, you know, that's just me. But sometimes people come and they, you know, come crazy at you and stuff, and I had to learn how to deal with that without making it my fault, without me um being consumed okay so we all have our vic you know we all have our vices but i don't want to come to a point in my life that what i struggle with or what i've dealt with has power over me has literally taken my life and said okay you can only go so far you can only do this much and if you feel like man i can't do this because i'm still struggling with cussing all right you need to keep moving forward. Some stuff is not going to just go away overnight. But if you stop cussing and you didn't cuss for two days straight, that's a blessing. Okay, if you didn't smoke a blunt for, um, what, <laughs> a day and a half, that's, you know, that's a blessing. If you didn't think about shooting somebody, all right, um, for maybe three days straight, that's a blessing. We all have not just come from this place where we're all been in church our whole life. Some people are coming into the faith and we have to let them know that progress is still progress. Okay. Oh, my God. Whew. I almost said something. 
progress is still progress. And the only way they're going to come out of it, we have to make sure that we applaud and encourage the progress and stop beating them up, okay? Now, I believe wholeheartedly, you know, holiness of hell, I do. But what I have learned, aside from being in church, is that when I struggle with what I struggled with, I literally, I gained, how can I say it? I gained humbleness because I understood that even though I was anointed, I was called, and I was in church, the struggle made me reevaluate how I saw others. I began to not be so hard on others when I started to deal with things that I felt like were making me a victim, okay? Same thing with you. Um, just because you don't struggle with the sins of other people, what they struggle with don't mean that can't be you tomorrow. I always tell people, my God, one decision away from being the next person next to you, you're one decision away from being the next person. So don't put your mouth against somebody. If I'm not helping you or restoring you, you know, cause I'm gonna call it out what the spirit is. I'm gonna call it out what the sin is, but you, the person I'm going to love you. All right. Uh, and I want us to understand that a lot of times some of us have grew up in, in churches and, and cultures where, you know, it was strict, you know, it was you do right or you don't do right, you know, but just trying to help you understand how to deal with people, especially my millennials, like, yeah, you got stuff going on in your life. So do I. So, so do I. But that does not keep God from using me. That does not keep God from blessing me or helping me because I've submitted my failures to him. I've submitted my good times and my bad times to him. Um, and so I don't want anybody to feel like, you know, you're alone. Like my, my vices have like overtaken me to the point that I know God don't want me and God don't want to deal with me. That's not true. That's a lie. There'll be many times, and I think I've said this before, there have been many times where I was in the middle of my sin. Like I was in the middle of cussing folk out. I mean, in the middle. And God was like, when you get done doing all that, come talk to me. I still love you. I would literally do things on purpose to make God not like me, not love me. And it didn't work. So I want you to understand that your vices do not make you a victim. The only thing that makes you a victim is when you give complete control and power to the things that you're struggling with. All right. Don't give complete control and power to the things that you're struggling with when God says you are overcomer. He said, okay, I have made you overcomer. I've made you triumph over the enemy. You know, Psalms is not just for us to have a praise break, but Psalms teach you about David's mistakes and his heart toward God. That's why he was a man after God's own heart. So the same thing with you. You're a woman after God's own heart. You're a man after God's own heart. So whatever you've been through, um, if you look at it like this, look at it like this, whatever God has, um, or whatever you're bound by, think about when you get out of that, you're going to be able to go back and get so many people out of it because you know, the way out of it. Sometimes we are waiting for like this great deliverer to show up and you are that deliverer. You know, if I know what it feels like to deal with suicidal thoughts, which I do, um, I, even at a young age, 11 years old, having suicidal thoughts, you know, planning my death for months, you know, keeping knives in my room, um, doing certain things. 
um, because I was like, why am I here? You know, um, and so if you're experiencing that, there's a reason why, you know, and it's not for you to be like, oh, so you mean to tell me God want me to experience bad things? No, I'm, I'm coming to you where you are right now. Wherever you are right now, there's a reason why you're experiencing that to bring somebody else out. Okay. There are certain things I did not plan. I promise you there are certain things that I did not plan for my life, but it happened. And you yourself, you didn't plan some things for your life, but it happened. But you yourself are going to be a testimony to others on how to get out. And I used to wonder why I had so much warfare and why I had so many things happen to me and going on in my life and in my family and, and the hurt and the pain and the anguish and all of that. But today I can tell anybody how to get out of it. I can walk them through the process. I can tell them what I did. I can tell them how God spoke to me. I was a living epistle for people that never read the word of God. And that's what God is trying to make you. But don't let your vices make you a victim. Don't let the things that you know you can't stop doing on your own, keyword on your own, make you a victim. Woe is me. Woe is me. I can't get over this. Woe. And, and most people will tell me like, oh, you real militant. You know, you real hard. But I had to get that courage and that attitude like, okay, I'm dealing with this, but it's not going to take me out. You know, I'm a fighter by nature. I'm a fighter. Okay, yes, I'm dealing with this, but it's not going to consume me. I have to speak my way to where I need to be, you know. Now, did I get mad some days? Did I get in my car and some days and, and try to go to somebody's house and fight and, and run people over with my car and kill them? Yes. You be like, Drolo, really? Yes. Yes. And I didn't I wasn't a, a person that had anger issues. I had a problem with the pain that people were trying to inflict on me. <laughs> I had a problem with people saying things that wasn't true. My problem was people were being a coward. That was my problem, you know. I wasn't one a person that just walked around angry all the time. You know, I wasn't hot-headed, but I got hot-headed about certain things, okay? Um, but, yeah, I wanted to run people over. I wanted to get a Glock and hurt people. Yes, I wanted to get a brick and bust somebody in the mouth because they was always talking crazy and wasn't doing nothing about it. Yes, I'm a little hood, y'all. Y'all pray for me. Pray for me. I pray for you. <laughs> But there are some things that really, and a lot of people, they don't, you know, just do stuff just to be doing it. A lot of times it's through a series of events that is built up and then they just lash out and then y'all be calling people serial killers. But I mean, it's true, but still a lot of times people have things going on and they can't take one more break. And when they take that last break and they lash out and they give you what you asking for, then y'all want to look crazy. But I'm praying for them people because I understand. I do. I really, really do. But again, let's go back. Y'all laughing at me, but it's it's real. Um, don't let your vices become to the point that you are a victim to your own struggles, your own issues. Okay. If you need to go to an AA meeting, go to an AA meeting. I don't care if you in church. And that's the stigma and, and the issue that we're in church and we're just already perfect. It is not true at all. Okay, if you have, uh, um, and everything 
we kind of demonize it. And don't get me wrong, I believe there are demons. I believe that demonic forces and spirits um, control people and influence people and even possess people. But a lot of times, the after I get done praying for you and, and driving out that spirit, you still need somebody to help you through the process and to walk with you through maintaining your deliverance. Sometimes we get delivered and we're not maintaining it because there's nothing set in place to help us maintain our deliverance. Okay, what do I have set in place to help me maintain my deliverance from cussing? Okay, for me, I started doing the alphabet. And y'all was like, what? The alphabet. I would When I would want to say something, I'll say, you know, a letter or whatever I, what I wanted to say. And that helped me to stop cussing and then you'll be like Drella, i can't see you cussing but honey <laughs> i'm telling you what i did and then i also i started writing poetry so when i would get angry instead of um lashing out and cussing i would start writing poetry okay and i would start saying things that i was feeling instead of saying it in a way where i was cussing and, and using you know just disrespectful all right um, other things that I did, I made sure that what I was hearing was positive. You know, I did positive affirmations every morning. I, I did. These are things that I did to stop cussing. I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying to you. Do I feel like still doing it sometimes? Yes. Do I feel like getting somebody together and rearranging their life and putting them in their proper place for the rest of their life? Yes. But I have maintained my deliverance because there was a plan and action put in place. After I got prayed for, after somebody gave me an encouraging word, after God changed my life, hallelujah, I still put in a plan of action to maintain my deliverance. So don't let your vices make you a victim. God has um, all power over the enemy. But we have to tap into that power, okay? Um, and I, I just want you to understand the, the name Aiken means trouble, okay? It even sounds like trouble, like you Aiken, okay? Like it's it. His name means trouble. Now, what I like about Aiken is he was honest. He was honest, even though he was found out and he was trying to hide it. When it came to him, he said, "Oh, let me just spill my guts." If you got somebody like that in your life that just spill their guts, don't judge them. They come to you and say they did X, Y, Z. You know, if they spilling their guts, it's because, one, they want to be free. Two, they're being honest. And that is our role as people of God to restore such a one, okay? Um, and, 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 and don't get me wrong. When you get into a certain place of influence, yes, you still, um, you can fall prey to, um, you know, having a vice and, and not doing right or whatever. But that's why when you are in God, you're working on that stuff. You don't wait till you get to the limelight and then you want to start working on it. No, you work on that stuff before anybody knows your name. So when you get to those places or levels of success, those things don't come to bite you. Okay? It don't mean that people are perfect. Just because you see them on TV don't mean that they're perfect. But there are certain things that should not be named among you. That's what it says in the word. You know, we still shouldn't be looking like the world after 20 years. So 
you mean to tell me it's it like God's work is of none effect when we're still dealing with stuff that we shouldn't be, you know, you know, you still shouldn't have the same character as the world. There should be a change in you. Okay. And that's what that that's talking about. It should be a change, a conversion. They're just like me doing something that I used to do in second grade and I'm still doing it now. That makes no sense because I've outgrown it. That's what Paul was talking about. You should have outgrown some things before you are a great influence in this world and God's name is on you and you're still doing the same stuff. Like, no. And that was one of the things that kept me like, I don't want to be in no limelight. I don't want because I'm still dealing with this. And I know some people feel that way. But there's certain things that should just not be named among you. Like there should be a change that I see that I can experience if you say you're a believer. It doesn't mean you get everything right. But some things you should have outgrown by now. If you haven't outgrown it, keep working. Keep working. Keep working. It's not a conclusion moment. Just keep working. All right? But we want to make God proud and we want to make God look good if that makes sense to anybody. We don't want God to be out here looking like he's hypocritical and all this kind of stuff. But if you're honest like Aiken is and say, God, this is my vice. I don't want to become a victim to it. Help me out. Every day I'm telling God, hey, help me out because I know what I want to do. I know what I'm capable of. Help me. All right. Same thing with you. Ask God to help you. I don't care if it's God help me not to look at her. Okay, Lord help. I'm not. Um, mm -mm. I'm talking about dude. Okay, but uh, <laughs> just make sure I clear that up. Um, if you're a dude and you say God help me not to look at her like that, or um, if you're a girl uh, or whatever, um, help me, Lord, not to uh, flat her tires, Lord. You know, I talk to the Lord like this many times, not because. Um, I'm trying to be funny or nothing, but I'll be serious because just because you are called anointed in the forefront, whatever, don't mean you don't have opportunity to do what you want to do. Okay. But I'm just encouraging y'all today. Do not allow your vices to make you a victim. Okay. He has overcome the power of sin by sinning his only begotten son to die for the atonement of our sins not for us to live bound not for us to live in a revolving cycle of just sin and, and just doing whatever all the time and struggling you know you might you know stop struggling with cussing and then hear something else pop up it's an ongoing process because our sin or our, our nature is a sin nature. But when we come into God and we abide in him and we walk in the spirit and not the flesh, then our nature becomes spiritual. Okay. So you still have to deal with this, this bag of flesh. All right. Um, but I don't want you to feel bad. I don't want you to feel like I can't come out of this. Whatever you're struggling with, don't let it make you a victim. Repent. Ask the Lord to forgive you and try again. Get back up. I don't care if you messed up 17 times, get back up on that 18 try and keep going. Because a lot of things that I need deliverance from, I had to keep trying. I said, Lord, I'm going to try again today. I would literally get up and say that I had a bad night and then get up the next day. Lord, I'm going to try again. 
if you love me, I appreciate you for not giving up on me, Lord. This is stuff I would say. I don't know what y'all prayers sound like, but I told him, I said, Lord, thank you for not giving up on me. I know I got it wrong yesterday. I did what I wanted to do, and it was my fault. Um, I wasn't even tempted. And some of y'all don't want to be tempted. You just do it just because you want to do it. All right? Sometimes the power of deliverance is, is actually operating in your life, and you literally go back to it because that's what you want or because that's what's normal. Sometimes people don't know what it feels like to be free, so they go back to things. Okay, so I understand completely, but don't let devices make you a victim. All right, so I'm just encouraging you reach out to me if you need to, but you're not in this alone. Love y'all.